You're listening to Make It Happen, a podcast for curious, big-hearted, purpose-driven creatives. Welcome to the show guys, I'm your host Jen Carrington I am so excited to share today's episode with you. I invited Ashley of Fire and Wind Co to come on the show to talk all about building a business and a lifestyle of soul and success. This is a big part of the message behind the work that she does and I relate to it so much in both my own personal values and the work I do with my clients too. We have a really great conversation about sensitivity as a business owner and how we both focus on building a business that is as soulful as it is successful. I'm really excited to share this one with you, so let's jump in. So, hi Ash, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. No, it is awesome to have you here today. Um, I am sure everyone listening knows who you are, but do you kind of want to fill them in a little bit on who you are, what you do, and a little bit of your story and your journey so far? Sure. So, I've been doing online business for the past few years, and Right now, I lead something called Fire and Wind Company, and I also created the Fire Box. And Fire and Wind Company is really an expression of helping women elevate their businesses through teaching them how to communicate the vision that's in their heart and also inspiring their heart because I really believe that, that our hearts are such a valuable resource when it comes to our business. And then through uh, the Fire Box, uh, we send out monthly subscription boxes to female entrepreneurs. The whole point of them is to encourage uh, women to keep on going and to keep on rocking who they are and doing their thing because it's important and it's needed in the world. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit what I, about what I'm doing right now. Oh, that's awesome. What kind of um, what kind of led you to having that as what drives you so much of your work? Like that's such a awesome purpose and an awesome um, vibe to have like what kind of inspired that journey mm-hmm. well I uh, I've always been super involved in like wanting to make big things happen wanting to be an encouragement and I guess like a force for good in the world through high school I was super involved in activism type stuff and I actually have a undergrad degree in human rights and I had always, at that point, like I had thought, you know, like I wanted to do something crazy, like start a nonprofit or work for the United Nations or live overseas, you know, something like that. Uh, <laughs> and over the past few years, just from working with different women, like realized that I have a passion to see women really dig into um, what's inside of them and to own that with confidence. Um, because I believe like, I just like have this insane belief that, uh, there are answers that the world is ready for and needs that are like sitting inside of women. And those answers won't come out until women begin to dig into who they are and own who they are. Um, and really just like go out and make it happen. So, uh, yeah, so it's kind of been, the journey, the journey of doing that and some of those life experiences. Yeah, no, awesome. I feel like you, like your brand breathes that, like that whole vibe, like you don't even have to read your copy, like your brand just feels like that through and through, which I think is awesome. What do you think, what do you think is holding so many people back from kind of going to that place with their work? Mm -hmm. Well, I think 
I've noticed that in myself and in other people that with women, especially like there are a lot of self doubts that we can wrestle against and it can be easy to, to stay trapped within this sense of powerlessness. Um, and, and the thing about powerlessness is like, if you, if you are in that mindset, then it's so easy to stay contained within struggle. Um, and it's like, you're constantly like, but like bucking against it, like trying to get free, but it's not until you change and transform your mindset to be like, no, like I am a powerful woman and I'm going to go out and do this and no one's going to do it for me, but I'm, I'm going to need to do this for myself that I feel like you actually start to get free from, from that, you know, that struggle of, um, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can make it happen. Um, and, you know, even within myself of knowing, like, there are, you know, we all have, like, our little, you know, like, our specific self-doubts that we wrestle with. It's, like, they're, like, our little buddies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you know, for some, for one woman, it could be, like, I don't think I'm worth this or I don't think I'm smart enough. I'm not, you know, I don't speak well enough. I don't write well enough. Um, and it's, like, until we begin to face those things um, and not ignore them, but actually face them and, and, and really just own them even as a part of our story. And then, you know, like jump into the truth of what's actually true and not, you know, not what these things are saying, then I think we can actually break free. Yeah, no, I see that so much in both my own journey and my clients' journeys too, is that there's, there's usually always like a one or two things in someone that is really holding them back from, kind of fully taking ownership of their gifts and their abilities and their skills and it's usually um just lies that we tell ourselves I don't know if you've ever read well it's recently released so but um Brene Brown's book Rising Strong yeah yeah I love Brene yeah yeah no me too and I so Daring Greatly is like one of my favorite books ever and then I read Rising Strong and I was like oh maybe this is my favorite book ever now because um she writes a lot about like the stories that we tell ourselves and I just wanted to like give that book to every every woman I know because I think it's so true. I think there's stories that we tell ourselves and I always think about it as like there's baggage that we bring into our business from our life that we don't really realize we're bringing into the business with us. So, you know, maybe when we were 12, someone told us that we're not really smart or maybe someone told us we're not pretty. Like some people have told us things and we've told ourselves things over the years that are keeping us super, super small. And I think you're right. Like you have to face it. There's only so much you can run away from it until you have to face it head on. I mean, um, yeah, so I think and I love the way that shows up in your work. And I love that you talk about a lifestyle of soul and success too. Kind of um it's not it doesn't seem to be all business with you. Is that right? Is that am I seeing it right? Yeah. Well yeah, because I'm so about the heart. <laughs> I just love talking about the heart and like how to tap into that place. If for anyone listening, if like when it comes to tapping into that place, what um if someone's listening and they're like, Okay, what the hell are you two talking about with this all this heart and all this all <laughs> Um, what does that look like for you when you're tapping into that place? Yeah, well for me, um like I, I talk a lot about online I've talked a lot about like how do you connect with your own heart and how we live in this hyper connected culture where um connection is so like connection is so easy. But um, sometimes we lose like that high quality connection, not only with other people, but with ourselves. And that it's like not until you fully, you know, like that you're able to create that 
high value connection with yourself that you can know like how you're really doing and how, you know, like what do you really want and what's really bothering you and um, what's really, you know, the things that are making you come alive. Um, And when you don't, like, I feel like when you don't do that, when you don't connect with your own heart, like even just what we were just talking about, you know, about different stories and stuff, it's like, the I I feel like as weird as this is about to sound, I feel like the heart's like super powerful, and so these things are gonna come up anyway, and um that's why it's a it's like a really beautiful thing when you can um when you can make space and time to like listen and dialogue with your own heart because then it's like you're facing it head on, and then it doesn't have to come out in all these other ways, um and so one of the things I do, and I've kind of you know told other people they could do is uh like sitting down with yourself and however you want to do it like through just talking or like journaling or art or whatever and just asking yourself questions and waiting for the answer and not being afraid of the silence not being afraid of waiting for yourself to respond to that question and so questions like um like what is like what is weighing me down or what is draining me? What is, um, what is giving me great joy in my life? What is, what am I hungry for? What, uh, what lies uh, have I been believing? What truths do I really want to know in my life? Um, questions like that, that dig in past the surface, uh, and help you to pull things out of yourself, I think is such a, a powerful tool. I love that it's so funny because over Christmas so the Christmas break I I took a couple of weeks off work and something I did was I deleted all the apps off my phone and disconnected my inbox because it's that hyper connected I felt really hyper connected to the world and then I kind of called the other side I was like oh it's the joy of missing out like I spent a good few days completely off the grid and just now like my relationship with my phone and just the hyper connected world is like so so much smaller than it used to be and I was reading I have I can't remember where I read this but it was the idea that we make our lives so hyper connected because we're trying to avoid what we're actually trying to learn from ourselves personally and we fill ourselves with all this noise you know and all this stimulation whereas really we just need to sit down and listen to ourselves because we're just distracting ourselves from maybe the pain or the journey or the hard work that we need to go on to become happy healthy fulfilled people and I I, so I've really been thinking about that and I think it's um I think when you relate it to business it's I don't know for you but like for you does your kind of your soul and your heart and your does does that and your business kind of feed off each other if that makes sense yeah totally and that's the thing that I think that we don't always realize before we go into business just how much like I read that like running a business is like it's like self-growth on steroids. It's like everything that could will like rise to the surface. And it's not like they're separate. Like it's not like, Oh, this is my personal life. And this is my business life. Um, especially when you're, I think even more so like when you're highly creative or heart driven, it's really easy for those, those two worlds to mesh. Like they're not really separate compartments. And you know, the more, I found that the more you take care of your soul, the more your business will thrive. Um, And you can even see, like, in some ways, like, I feel like sometimes I can see, like, how's my heart, how's my heart doing? And it's reflected in how my business is doing. Yeah, yeah, they're so um, interconnected. That's so interesting. Um, 
So one of my clients is a life coach and she was talking to me for a program she's putting together and she was saying that she really wants to encourage her clients to look after their mind, their body and their soul. And I was like, oh, she was explaining to me the difference and it was the first time in my life. I mean, I'm only 23, so I haven't lived that long, but it was the first time that I realized that there are three different parts of self-care. So there's like my body, so I have to feed it. I need to probably go to the gym a little bit more. And then there's my mind, so I need to, you know, sleep well and read and fill my head with the things that I love. And then I realized that I wasn't really doing any soul work, if that made sense. Because I didn't really know I didn't really know what that meant. I was like, oh, is just eating well and going to bed at a good time not going to be enough? And it's kind of... Um, like that soul work is the next level of being really connected to ourselves. And I mean, I mean, I'm the kind of person who like a year ago, if someone was like soul work, I would have rolled my eyes and been like, what the hell are you talking about? Whereas now after being in a place where, where maybe you've got your mind and your body taken care of and your work's going really well, but something still feels like it's missing. It's because I wasn't taking care of the deeper part of me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm still figuring that out. Like she, my, my client's awesome. She was telling me all the different ways people can take care of their soul. And I, I still just didn't, I couldn't relate it to my life yet. I mean, for you, what are your kind of ways that you take care of yourself in that way? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a journey, like of trying to figure it out. But um, one thing like that I've made super important for me is being in therapy. I have been telling people like, I don't know how you can run a business and not be in therapy. <laughs> um. And that's been a huge gift to me to really have someone with me, like dig into and see parts of my soul healed. Um, so things like that. But then like everyday things like, you know, journaling when I can or like heart dialogue, which I was just talking to you about, or, you know, prayer, meditation, those types of things um, really helped you tap into that place. Yeah, I think you're so right. With I was in therapy when I started my business, but I don't think I got the right therapist for me. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so. it's hard to find the right one. Yeah, and especially um, I don't know how it works in Canada for you, but like I don't. Um, well, I probably could make it work, but I in my head I don't have the budget to hire my own therapist. And the way it works on the NHS is um, you kind of get what you get, and then after eighteen sessions you don't get any more. So, um, but no, yeah, I I think sometimes having someone to talk to. Unfortunately, my cats, my boyfriend, have probably ended up as my pseudo therapist. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I think making space for like really deep and reflective conversations and ideas and and I mean that's why people buy higher coaches and mentors and all those kind of things and I think um space to do that kind of deeper work is definitely definitely right and um and I also think with building a business and a lifestyle of soul and success um I think I don't know whether you've ever been here with your business but I got to a place where I just was not taking care of myself a lot and the business was taking was being prioritized ahead of the lifestyle even though I built this for the lifestyle like I'm a proud lifestyle business owner but I forgot that if that makes sense um yeah and I love on your blog like something I feel you do which is really interesting is you don't just talk about business advice like you talk you give a lot of really great advice but then you also share like smoothie recipes which I think is so interesting like for you is that is it like you're not trying to separate business and life as two separate entities but they're actually all one big thing together Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the big thing as well is that I talk about a lot is that 
I feel like sometimes we feel like this pressure of like, I either need to pick, like I'm going to have like a soulful business and it's going to have my heart in it, or I'm going to have a really successful business and I'm going to be like hustling like 365 days a year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my whole thing is that, that you can have both. And in fact, you probably should have both because the more that you put your soul into your business, the more success you will have and that you don't have to pick one or the other. And I mean, I'll, I've talked to a lot of people who are like of that really like passionate, soulful, heart driven um, personality who feel like they don't know how to they don't know how to go after a successful business because the way that success, a successful business and the way to, you know, to get there has been laid out with a lot of a lot of hustle or like you got to do these like seven steps or um, whatever. And I think part of that whole thing is that, you know, if you want to have, you know, if you want to have a successful and soulful business, part of that is that you need to lean into um, not only who you are and what success is to you, because obviously the definition is different for everyone, but also realizing like there's a way to success. There's like this pathway to success for you that's not the same for anyone else and until you can learn how to you know like lean into that place of um to I guess to really lean into that soul place um how do you know like how will you ever know like what is the pathway to success for you yeah I love that you said that because um one of like the core values that's kind of guiding me with this podcast right now is the idea of hopefully reminding people listening every single episode that success is theirs to define alone and I love what you said about that with online business because this is something I've been battling with for a while because I realized I love making a creative living and I love being my own boss and I love doing the work I do but owning a business like being a business owner isn't the thing that sets me alight every day if that makes sense yeah like I don't care about the tax return I don't care about all the I and and also like I love money because money helps me provide for myself and the people I love but I'm not really money doesn't get me out of bed every morning if that makes sense like I'll never make a decision just to make more money I always want to make have more impact and be more fulfilled and so I was kind of really battling with that because I was like well does is there even space for that in the online business world if that makes sense and and if we want to make a living, we, we have to put our business hat on sometimes and, you know, file those accounts. I mean, I, I should do that more often. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I think you're right. I think putting um, our soul and our, like, our heart into our business saves us from becoming lost in the business. Or at least that's what I'm finding after having kind of a really strange period last year when I was really burnt out and my brain was, like, broken because... I hadn't made space for the right things and I really really believe that I'm not the only one who was there and I really believe that there's other people there right now because we're kind of like you said we're fed this lie that you you can't have both so I, I love that that you said that I mean for, for you did you always know that you wanted that balance or did you ever go through that weird place of burnout and then overcoming it mm-hmm. yeah well through my business because my, my business started off under the name Fired People and it was a really interesting journey with fire people. It was about a year, and we I really had a lot of growth in the beginning. I had one of those situations where it was like I grew so fast, and then it felt like it fell apart so fast. And part of that tension during that time for me, I think, was I felt 
like I really wanted to impact people but then I was also like caught up in this thing of like I need to make lots of money and I, I just like need to make this work and the trend it was a very it was very difficult to transition and there was just a lot of things that weren't always received well and so I had the situation where it really did feel like it fell apart and to some of the the people on the outside like it may have not even been that noticeable but to me it, it felt devastating it felt like I had thrown my entire being into something that had collapsed and that's hard it's hard stuff so really through I think really a lot of that this stuff like came through that process and just realizing like how important it is to take care of my soul and that yeah and that I didn't have to pick one or the other but that I could have both um and that placing it's because like when I started it it was like I placed so much emphasis on soul that I thought I couldn't have success and then I placed so much emphasis on success that I didn't think I could have soul um and actually, like, in doing that for me, it actually ruined it, I feel like. <laughs> and so, yeah, through that process, realizing, like, I could have both. I don't have to make a choice. In fact, I shouldn't make a choice. And that the best choice for me to make was that I could have both. That's awesome. And you know what's so interesting is, like, like you said, like, no one would have known that was going on from the outside. And I think that just kind of makes a point of the fact that business owners are struggling behind the scenes and no one can tell sometimes because our storefronts look fine and whether it's like a business struggle or a personal struggle or a middle struggle and I think that kind of um one of the things I always some some people who work with me or even just friends like they get really kind of caught up in the success stories of the online world Mm -hmm. and kind of really compare themselves to other people's growth or really believe that they either have unrealistic expectations of their business or they get really bummed out that they've not had the growth that they've seen other people have. And my rule is stop listening to all of the success stories. Yeah. Because some a lot of the time they're not showing the... I mean, so many awesome people out there right now are just being completely vulnerable and putting it all out there. And I love that. Um, I want to be brave like they are. But, um, but so many times you don't see what's happening behind the scenes um, with that tension in people. Because making money isn't just the only thing that will make people happy. And also building a purposeful business isn't the only thing that will make people happy. And I think um, that's just really interesting to feel like people are going things behind the scenes and people can't always see it. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, we all know this, but it's like we, you know, we compare this full scope of what we see in our own life and then compare it against this finished product that is someone else's life and feel like we never measure up. And so that's no way to, that's no way to, to live and I feel like that's firm even for me like that's a constant battle to not do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like having um mental self-control but when you feel yourself going to that place for me I it's like I have like this army in my head and I just put boundaries up I'm like no like your, your work's too important and your life's too important for you to go to that place and it sounds easier said than done but um the, the more I do it, the more I see that I am capable of protecting myself from that place, if that makes sense. And um, yeah, so no, thank you for sharing that. That's so interesting to hear. And I think, um, yeah, I love the kind of vibe behind what you do. And something I read, I think it was on your about page, was the idea of owning our sensitivity as creative business owners and seeing it as a superpower, not a weakness. Now, 
I love this because everyone's everyone's talking about you know kind of being like a boss hashtag and kind of all those kind of things and it's it's kind of um it's kind of like a masculine approach to business in lots of ways and and um kind of just a very like you know like be bold be brave and I tell everyone to be bold and brave but kind of be very no one's talking about being sensitive and I love that you put that kind of center stage at your message I mean I'd love to hear more about that and kind of what's led you to feel thinking and seeing the world like that yeah well I definitely it definitely comes from my own story of I have very high high feeling ways (laughs) and very sensitive and like when I when when I feel something like I feel something (laughs) um and I mean a lot of people who are more sensitive in nature you know we probably have stories of growing up with that and either like we felt like we couldn't or it was bad to be sensitive or why did we why did you always cry so much or you know it's weak to be sensitive um and like as you grow up like learn like oh like (laughs) I shouldn't be weak you know I should be sensitive because that's weak and then um you know like we were saying before like we create these stories of sensitivity and I you know in some ways had those stories but in some ways like really like was like whatever like I'm gonna be me I'm gonna be sensitive and I'm gonna have feelings um (laughs) and so but in terms of like that coming into business, like that's a real thing in terms of business. It became a real thing for me when people have not always been so kind online or like when they send interesting emails or for example, our box was reviewed recently and like there were like so many negative comments and as having a sense of sense of personality, like that becomes an interesting thing of like how do you process you have to process those otherwise man like I'll be feeling things for a long time (laughs) (laughs) but then like in that so that in those notions it's like oh gosh like why do I have to be so sensitive like I just need to have a tough skin but realizing that you know the journey of me realizing like that sensitivity is a gift and it's a gift for so many reasons. I mean, it's a gift because it allows me to receive creativity creatively so much more easier. You know, it helps me to really be able to establish connection with people. It helps me to be intuitive and listen, not only for myself, but potentially for other people. Um, you know, it helps me to stand out in a world that, um, that, you know, sensitivity isn't necessarily champion like other traits are. And it really, there's the thing too about, I think, sensitive business owners is that there's a gift in sensitivity for you to be able to give people space and to just be who they are. And then also to like be able to I don't know, like see something in them that maybe they don't even see in themselves and to be able to bring that gifting up. But like, if you're still, you know, operating under the story of like sensitivity is bad and it's weak and I need to put it away and I need to like toughen up, then 
the, all those giftings, like all those amazing, unique strengths that you can bring to your business are like left untapped, untapped and undiscovered. And so that's what, that's what I think. That's what I think about that. <laughs> I'm sitting here like nodding along like that is a huge discovery I've personally got. Like I'm a very, very sensitive person just in terms of, um, you know, like I, I exist in vulnerability and my heart is on my sleeve and I hated it because, you know, I always used to I remember as a kid watching those TV shows or films with like really strong kind of women who could like hide their emotions on their face. And they just, I admired them. And I thought that that was the only way to be a woman that I could respect in myself. And then I just couldn't get away from my sensitivity. Like I just can't get away from it. And what I'm learning is if you can, like you said, if you can tap into your sensitivity and kind of um, take control of it and master it, you then have the the capacity to hold other people's sensitivity in a way that can help them make really, really meaningful growth. That to me, that's to me is important. And that to me is a superpower that I don't want to lose because that to me is a superpower that makes my work feel so meaningful. And I'm sure it's the same for you because um, like I, I remember I had this week once and um, three of my clients cried to me on the phone because they were just going through like some really deep stuff and they were working through a lot of deep stuff and they kept apologizing for crying. And I remember telling them that someone else had cried with me that week made them feel so much better because to them crying or feeling deep emotions was was such a they were so embarrassed and ashamed of it and then as soon as I told them oh I had I have other clients who kind of you know the because your business is way more than just this thing you do every day your work it sometimes means so more than that and it really reminded me that some people really need sometimes to be given permission to be a sensitive person or to be in a sensitive place so I really really I think it's a superpower not a weakness if we can I'm learning in my life that I'm a sensitive person and it can be a positive or negative trait and it's my job as a human being to manage the negative sides of my sensitivity if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah and the other thing too is this comes up when you run a business a lot about trying to develop you need to develop a tougher skin and I feel like it's not it's not about needing to develop a tougher skin. It's it's about needing to develop uh, a process or a system that works for you, where you're really able to process the things that are happening in your business. Yeah, no, it completely makes sense. You're, you're right because um, I remember it's that like everyone says like, oh, if you get if you get criticism, for example, you're supposed to just not care. And then Brene Brown teaches like when you stop caring, you're numbing yourself to everything. So mm-hmm. the tr- the trick is to um, not completely shut yourself off from criticism, but deal like you said, have a process where you can deal with it. Or sometimes disappointment. You know, everyone's been there when they launch something or they do something, and the outcome is not what they expected. Or you know, when you we all have things when they just don't go to plan, and we deal with disappointment. And you're totally right; it's having a system and really understanding ourselves because everyone's sensitivity shows up in different ways at different times in our life. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I went and saw this movie last night. One of those like cheesy Nicholas Sparks movies. <laughs> um, but the in one of the scenes. The dad says to the son, he says something like, I think he's quoting Ernest Hemingway, actually. But it says basically, like, if you're not breaking, like, if you're not allowing the world to break you, then you're allowing the world to kill you. And I love, I just love that because that's so true. Like, like there are things in this world, in this life that are awful and they hurt and they sting. Um, And we need to allow 
allow those things to break us. Like we need to allow those things to, it, that it's okay. Like to have a hard season. Like it's okay to feel weak. It's okay to feel emotional. Like um, allowing those things to break us is brave and it's necessary. And if we don't like, man, I just feel like there's so much of life that we will miss out on. Um, yeah, so I love that. Yeah, no, I you almost made me choke up then. It was my sensitivity creeping through. <laughs> no, I, I told, I, and also, um, if we link this, that even back to business, and I hate to link everything in life back to business, but I guess this is a semi-creative business podcast, but, um, because I really believe that our personal life affects our business life and our business life affects our personal life. And people are kind of okay with their business life affecting their personal life, but they struggle to accept that their personal life will also affect their business life. And if you're going through something in life that's hurtful, it's like painful, it's, you know, one of those breaking you kind of things. I think having the ability to overcome that will make you better in your business. Because like you said, you'll be more in tune with yourself and you you won't have thicker skin, but you'll be a resilient human being who is capable of dealing with things and I know that in my own journey like I started my business on the other side of a breakdown of my second breakdown before I was even 21 years old and so yeah and and like I back then I just was angry at the world because that happened to me and now looking back I'm so proud of myself for getting through that because it made me brave in a way that I can channel that bravery into the work that I do because it's really 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 scary showing up in the world and saying this is a gift I think I have and I want to help people do that and no one should underestimate how scary that is for every single one of us so um yeah I totally get what you mean it's it's um I always think bravery is a muscle and the more we use it in meaningful ways the more it can help us flourish and thrive in our life so thank you for sharing that because that Hemingway quote sounds like it makes sense yeah totally (laughs) such a genius that Hemingway (laughs) um this has been such a fun episode really um deep episode but I've really enjoyed it um um yeah so I mean I have three questions I ask everyone uh, this season before we wrap up so the first question is what are you helping to make happen in 2016 what does this year kind of mean to you right now Mm, yeah well for me this is I definitely feel like it's a year of growth and so the firebox is really one of my big focuses for the year and so um getting that in as many places as we can and I don't know. Hey, maybe even send it to a few celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be a huge focus for me and as well. Because in Fire and Wind, I mean, really one of the main things that I do is help people write their website copy. And so I uh, want to continue to do that. And I'd love to work with a lot more clients. So probably help by uh, having like a team of writers who can we can do it together and really train them up in how to create emotion-focused and connection-based copy. Uh, yeah, so let's do things together. That sounds awesome. And so the second question I ask is what your biggest advice is for anyone who's listening who is working really hard to make big things happen with their work and their life. But I'm going to specialize it even more for you. And I'm going to say what your biggest advice is for anyone who's listening who is working really hard to build a business and a lifestyle of soul and success. Mm, yeah. Okay, well, this is my biggest piece of advice. It is this. You need to make a decision right now that whatever you're doing, whatever the work is that you feel called to do, that you are not doing it for anyone else in terms of I I need to make someone else happy or I need to make someone proud of me. I need to make um, 
uh, I need the applause of someone because until you make that that distinction and make that conviction, it will be very difficult for you to feel successful in what you do, no matter how successful it becomes. And in that same vein, you know, learning, like realize like that what's inside of you is not inside of anyone else in the entire world, not in history, not into the future. And so it's your responsibility and to own everything that's inside of you with confidence and conviction. And my encouragement to anyone listening would be move from hoping that good things are inside of you to can being convicted that good things are inside of you. Uh, instead of saying like, well, I hope I can do this saying, I know I can do this. I know that the gifts and the wisdom and the heart and the passion that's been put inside of me is powerful and necessary for the world. And so I'm going to do it and I'm going to rock it and I'm going to make it happen. So those, uh, That would be my advice. I love that advice. I love that. And the final question is, how can Make It Happen listeners get involved with you and the awesome things you do and really just support you online and get involved? Well, I would say there are a couple of things. First, I jump in with us on social media. I run a Twitter party on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. As well, grab one of the firework boxes. They can, you know, people can subscribe once or you can... You can just get one box or you can subscribe or you can send a gift and we ship worldwide. Yeah, just come say hi. That is awesome. Thank you so much for making time for this today, Ash. That that was really good. Yeah, it's so much fun. And there we have it, the third episode of season two of the Make It Happen podcast. As always, you can find all of the show notes over at makeithappenpodcast.com. And if you haven't already, you can sign up for updates and episodes straight to your inbox through the website too. Until next time, thank you so much for listening today and I hope you have a great day ahead.